Wise Turtle Speaks is a series of offerings merging philosophy, physics, math, biology, psychology, sociology, education, art, politics, and even love together. We will explore the patterns of our consciousness as it moves through space and time and use those patterns to better understand and solve our problems in all four dimensions of the universe. Namaste! So, how do we express what we need to express in a way that works for our environment, for the individuals, flora, fauna, people, places, things, everything around us? That's, that's a big question. We know we need to express this stuff, or at least scientifically, we know that. Um, but we've been taught so many conflicting ideas about how to express things, when to express them, and how to express them, that we even have, we even have, you know, training sessions for this sort of thing. Well, I'm going to try to sum this up in my usual podcast length podcast of whatever that is in some, uh, some time period between 20 minutes and 45 minutes to an hour. That's my goal. So here we go. All right. Well, as I've probably titled this, if you're happy and you know it, clap your hands. Well, yeah, we teach this song to little kids, um, but it is a conflicting message. Think about it. Um, how many times do we yell at kids for clapping their hands when they're happy? Oh, shh, this is a library or this is a restaurant or... Or I'm trying to be on the phone and talking to someone. Don't don't make noise. Uh, you know, but the kids happy, and we've told them to clap their hands. So mixed messages. Um, if you're angry and you know it, stomp your feet. Well, you know, how many times do we yell at people for stomping their feet? Oh, you know, this is not appropriate. You know, you shouldn't be angry. Don't be angry. You're not allowed to be angry. <laughs> so yeah, mixed messages. So when? How do we do this? How do we know how to express the things that we need to express? I mean, these are our feelings. These are bodily expressions that need to get out. Um, I mean, we feel these feelings. And if we ignore them, if we repress them, they're only going to get worse. Uh, scientifically, we know that. We're, and, and, and most people are well aware of this, at least on some level. Most humans have, have experienced this where, you know, if they hold something within and they, they don't express it, you know, in a, a reasonable amount of time for themselves, that, you know, it, it just eats away at them. Um, so, of course, you know, that's, that's not helpful to anyone. I mean, that just makes everything worse. And, and that's true no matter what the emotion is, whether it's joy or sorrow or anger or fear or ambivalence or confusion, whatever it is. Um, it doesn't help if we, if we just refuse to express it because it is a bodily expression. It is a, it is a physical thing. Our emotions, our feelings, our own internal feelings are almost entirely physical. I mean, we, we add on a level of understanding to that, which is intellectual. But all of these feelings, this is the joy, the sorrow, the, the happiness, the fear, you know, these are 
rudimentary biological functions that um, certainly to some extent all animals have and even some plants have it in you know in a, in a, a different way but the same basic concepts of avoidance and moving forward um, and humans just of course have them in more complex ways but you know they're, they're still very rudimentary biological functions so we we need to do something with those you know they're mostly neurochemical and um physiological you know neurochemistry in the rest of the body not neurochemistry chemistry in the rest of the body hormones and um and other sort of chemicals flowing through the body that that trigger things like heart rate going up and muscles tensing in general uh getting ready for fight or flight or freeze or whatever um so these are you know physical things that are going on in the body that if they're not allowed to express themselves can fuck us up can can really screw us up um badly uh ranging from anywhere from post-traumatic stress disorder to um uh what's the other thing i'm thinking of the opposite of uh the the <laughs> schizophrenia um you know, you can have healthy schizotypal people, but when they go off the borderline, uh, off the off the edge, the boundary of the healthy end of it, um, and they they try to force their their visualizations, their imagination to confine to some acceptable standards within their mind, you know, their own emotions, their own experiences internally. When people try to repress those and say, no, you're not allowed to think that. That's wrong. That's bad. To think that, to feel that, when we say that, uh, when it's obviously true, when obviously the body is doing, is experiencing that, that is that is biological scientific fact that is happening, which means you, you are supposed to be doing this. Um, when you try to fight against that that reality, um, then things go very bad. And like I said, you, you get schizophrenia, um, where people aren't able to discern the difference between their what they're feeling internally and the larger experience of their whole lives and their environment and everything. Um, and it all gets they they can't trust it, so they have no idea. And I mean, some of this may be biological as well. And well, certainly some of it is definitely biological, but, um, the, the extreme ends of schizophrenia are probably also biological, but when we add on the unhealthy beliefs about it and the unhealthy, um, treatment of the individual where we tell them to repress these things and they've been taught to say, to not to believe, believe themselves, um, then we make it worse. And it, it, this can, you know, this happens in, in every emotion that we repress, that, that we fight against, that we negate, that we try to, you know, try to get rid of in a way that's not healthy. So what is the healthy way to get rid of these things? How do we actually allow the body to experience the experiences that they physically, you know, biologically need to experience without uh, causing harm to the body? the self well obviously the f the first one is to acknowledge the fact that it exists that these feelings exist uh to respect them i mean the, the first part of the problem is identifying the problem 
I mean, and if we're saying that these are a problem, then if we think it's a problem, then then it is a problem for us. Uh, I mean, it may not be a problem for someone else, but you know, if if we think it's a problem, then then it is a problem. So the first thing is to identify it. Just identify the. You know, we, we may not be able to identify the exact emotion. I mean, different people have different sort of awarenesses and educations about the words and the, the comparisons and the metaphors and all of that stuff and, and the, phys- the, you know, the actual biological functions. You know, everybody's going to have a different experience to use to describe what's going on inside them, which is why it's so very useful uh, to teach little kids about emotions and how to recognize them in others and how to describe them, what kind of words to use and, and what kinds of other things to use, not just words, because, you know, we're not all we're not all super talented in the linguistic part of our brains. You know, the, the plenty of people who have zero to, you know, bare, very little uh, language capabilities, but they can still benefit from expressing themselves. So if we give everyone a variety of different ways and teach them a variety of different ways of expressing themselves and understanding themselves, then then we're going to be a lot more successful in helping them take care of themselves and take care of us, you know. So that's really good. <laughs> if, if that's something you want to work on, uh, then, then go for it. Um, but in general, so let's go through the the basic. I'm gonna I'm gonna split it into the the four that I usually talk about, and I'll probably do a little uh, side discussion on some of the other ones that are related or subsets of of the four that I normally talk about, which are fight, flight, freeze, and flow. Um, which we can also describe. Fight obviously is anger. Um, flight is fear. Freeze is it's it's somewhere well that's why a lot of people who are in this category are called borderline um freezes obviously it's standing on an edge between fear and flow that's not so obvious but um it is that's that's where it is um freezes the the depression the contemplative state the uh centering state balancing state depending on how you want to describe it, you know, you can describe it in very negative terms or very positive terms. Um, it's a natural, normal state, you know, that we all go through, certainly all humans go through. Uh, and probably most other living organisms, including cells, you know, there's a, there's a period where you stop and you're like, hmm, okay, now what? Uh, the, the, what I just did didn't work. Um, or there's something coming at me, but I can't go the way I wanted to go, or whatever. So, you know, it's a, it's a normal, natural, healthy reaction to some problem that we see. Um, so, yeah, so there's, there's fight is anger, flight is uh, just fear, avoidance. Um, freeze is on the edge between avoidance. We, we don't have a really good term for, you know, contemplation depression um we don't necessarily call i mean we can call it sadness but it's you know and that is what it is at its most extreme like i said we can we can sort of all of these things have positive um connotations as well as negative connotations so i I should i should definitely say that i i noticed the 
positive connotations for my own category, which is the freeze category most easily. But uh, definitely the, the, there's a, the fight, um, there's a, the healthy version of fight is, is the, what you might call the, the high enthousi- enthusiasm, um, go getter, you know, extrovert, super extrovert, you know, just, okay, I'm going to do this right now. Let's go. Let's go. Let's do it. You know, um, and that's sort of the, the fighting competitive approach, which, you know, when, when done well is, is healthy. Um, so that's actually what I'm going to talk about. Um, I'll go into how to do these things in a healthy way. So I'm going to sort of explain how you can transfer the anger into that go-getter, enthusiastic, you know, competitive, but in a healthier way um, approach. Um, but okay, so I'll go through the, the four and then I'll talk about the positives and how to get there. Um, and we basically talked about all the, the more negative ones or the, the, at least partially negative ones, the, the fight, flight, freeze, which is anger, uh, fear and depression, if you want to call it depression or just, um, immobilization, that might be a, a, a more, a slightly more neutral term, um, and f- freeze the more, I mean, f- uh, anger, the more neutral term is, Hmm, I don't know if we have a neutral term for anger now that I think about it. Uh, again, I think mostly about my own. I know more about my own self and how to describe my own self in the freeze category. But um, we'll get there. Okay. Uh, and then the final one is flow, which is the, the creative, um, joyful emotion. It's not you know, it's, it's, it's happy, but it's, it's not the, it's not the high enthusiasm happiness of the fighter. It's the sort of curiosity, creative curiosity of, um, someone who's just not necessarily comfortable, but motivated to do something creative and to explore and create and do something valuable and useful and willing or capable of feeling capable of um, approaching a problem in a more creative way than reacting negatively to it at all. Um, and that's rare. That's very rare. And there are very few people who are like that. Um, they are very, very lucky (laughs) to, it's, it's, it's mostly genetic, but obviously it's partly environmental as well. Um, those people are, are not just privileged with their, their lucky genes of whatever combination produces the the different basic uh, brain states, psychological states, uh, as well as is having grown up in an environment where um, where there was no uh, regular threat to their health, so their brain was able to grow up and develop in a healthy way, and they were able to express themselves healthfully. Um, but that can go that can go bad too. Certainly, um, if happiness, like I said, if happiness is repressed, um, that can go bad too. Um, so why don't we start there? What, uh, we'll start there and end there in a way. Um, so happy, if you're happy and you know it, don't necessarily clap your hands, but if you're happy and you know it, identify your happiness. First, identify what you're feeling in some way. Um, make it, make it something that you can see from your own 
uh, sort of step outside yourself and look at yourself from someone else's perspective as well as you can. Um, you know, obviously, sometimes that requires actually asking someone else to like, give you an opinion. And their opinion may not be very valid either because their own emotions and experiences and uh, distractions and everything can get in the way. But, you know, asking a bunch of different people is certainly helpful and can add to your different people. That is the key, by the way, asking different people. If you go and ask, you know, 10 people who are around you and who are similar to you in your same, in your same similar, you know, lifestyle and walk of life and situation and environment, um, you know, that's, that's basically like just getting one opinion. Uh, if, if you want to really understand something, you have to get opinions from a variety of different perspectives, uh, very different from you, people who are just very, very different from you. But anyway, so you identify the fact that you feel this curiosity, this creativity, this, you know, this happiness, this motivation to solve a problem in a, in a novel, useful and compassionate way um, that respects all of the individuals in there. You know, that's your goal. I mean, that, I'm not saying that that's what you're going to do necessarily because life is complex and challenging and our environment is messy. But that's your goal when you're happy. It's, you want to do something that's going to benefit the world in a, in a sort of interesting and fun way. So identifying that and then how you can express it in an effective way is to notify those around you in some way um, especially obviously if you're focusing on a specific problem notify people that you that you would like to do something you don't need to be specific at that point you just say you know is there anything I can do I would love to help out I would love you know to be able to um, help so-and-so do something um, you know you're again you're focusing on a problem you're you're happy in a situation um but you're aware that there's a problem i mean if if you're happy and you're not aware that there's a problem then you know just express your happiness and, and you're all set <laughs> but if there's a problem um that you see then yeah then then offer to help offer, offer to solve the problem that people know um in whatever way makes sense for the you know for that individual or group um for your environment um, and sometimes that's as simple as literally just offering someone something, you know, you have something, um, that you think they want and you offer it to them. Uh, that's, that's not that creative, but that's productive, productive. And you know, it's, it's actually creating a situation where, you know, something can benefit, people can get what they need. Um, now of course that doesn't always work, uh, you know, what you offer them may not be what they actually want, or they may not know that that's what they want. And so you may need to just leave it there and see if they take it. Or you may need to find out a little bit more about what they want and, and ask some more questions. And, and that is the, that is the forte of the happiness state of mind or individual that, you know, they do have that, that somewhat perseverant, um, curious ability to, uh, to be patient and to, you know, be curious about, you know, what might actually be more useful than what's already existing. Um, you know, I've tried this, it didn't work. Um, you know, let's find out what, what other information we can collect and make a new experiment, test something else out. 
uh, that, that seems like it'd be a better fit. So happiness, how to express your happiness? Well, you offer something. You're, you're in a, a mindset where you're able to do a pretty good job at matching up what someone wants with, you know, what you can offer, uh, what's available, resources around and, and help them solve a problem, help them meet some need, uh, make them happier, make the world a better place in some way. And, and so that's pretty easy. Um, but again, you know, it takes a little bit of skill and we need to recognize that there isn't ever any one thing you should do when you're in, in any state of mind, but you know, there's, if you're happy and you know it, you know, clapping your hands isn't necessarily the best thing. If you're happy, you know, you express your happiness by trying to help someone else get something that they need to solve a problem and using your creative, uh, passionate, compassionate energy to do so is what you're looking for. So you're looking for a match between your energy and your, your, your mental energy and your physical energy and your emotional energy and your philosophical energy and whatever. Um, but you're looking to use your energy in a way that benefits someone else to make a match. So it's not just you expressing yourself. Um, you know, of course you can do, you can be happy on your own. If you don't see someone else immediately in your environment who needs help, you can do something, you know, indirectly. Certainly you can, you know, make someone a greeting card and send it to them, you know, you can, you know, make some food and offer it up, you know, at a later point in time when you think someone might need some food, you know, whether it's someone you know, or someone you don't know, you stick it up on free cycle, say, you know, I just made a whole bunch of whatever salad and does anyone want some, <laughs> you know, I just, I have way too much. Um, I mean, you don't, you don't need to say, hey, I'm really happy I made a lot of salad, please eat it. <laughs> you know, don't guilt someone into doing it. Don't make it sound like you're a, you know, a weirdo. Uh, I mean, you are a weirdo because you're happy and that's unusual. <laughs> but, um, you know, just offer it. Just, just be gently offering it. And, uh, you know, it's not going to work 100% of the time, but you've at least uh, done your best to to do something with your energy. Okay, so working backward. Uh, well, it's okay. I'm going to work forwards. Actually, I'm going to start uh, where we started initially, which is anger. All right, when you're angry, when you're upset, when you have this 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 emotion that you need to stop something, you need to push against something. Say no. This is not. This is not right. This is not what I want. I feel wrong. I feel that this is wrong. I need to be aggressive and push against that and stop it from, from going forward towards me because something bad is going to happen. Well, that's a healthy and normal and natural emotion as well. So we have to respect that. We identify it. We say, okay, there's a problem. I see that this problem is getting in the way of somebody getting something that they need. And what I want to do is to stop that problem. I want to I want to make it um, not be happening as much as possible. Now, this is probably the trickiest one, of course, because it has the most uh, has the most neurochemical body chemical hormones, neurochemical whatever. It has the most energy behind it. 
um, beyond the happiness obviously has tons of energy behind it Um, but the happiness is easier because we're already in a happy state and we're already in a a state of mind where we're curious and creative Uh, but when we're angry we're not that is a fight flight or freeze response which means it's a stress response which means that higher functions of your brain are shutting down any of the fight flight or freeze sad sadness um, or depression um, avoidance you know running away and anger are all uh, emotions that turn, especially the prefrontal cortex, but even probably some parts of the, uh, the regular cortex, and really focus the, the brain's energy working in the limbic system and the motor cortex, and obviously the rest of your body. It, it pumps the blood out into your extremities to make you... Um, actually, well, it, no, it pumps the blood into your core... Um, so that you have the energy, but somewhat into your extremities too, so that you have the energy to run or to, you know, to, to physically defend yourself, to physically offend, be offensive, um, against something that that feels attacking. And this is true, no matter what the threat is, this is just how the body responds to any threat that we see, whether that's, um, uh, political or, or mathematical or, you know, any sort of stressful situation if you're a fighter if you're in a fighting mood then then that is what your body is doing and your brain is just shutting down the the effective logical you know rational systems and going into basic primitive physical you know no mode stop no mode um so this is not a time to express yourself by creatively asking questions of others and finding out what they need. This is, this is the, actually, this is kind of the polar opposite. Um, while still moving forward, this is the time when you, uh, when you need to do something, but what you're doing is destructive and, and that's okay. If you really are careful about, practicing getting yourself into these situations in very small levels which is why you know people do uh like tai chi and aikido well not so much tai chi but aikido and uh, other martial arts and and things where they practice using their energy in ways that are the least destructive but still stopping something so the goal is to be defensive, but not offensive. And it's a real hard boundary. Well, it's a, it's a really easy boundary to cross in one direction, a really hard boundary to cross in the other direction. It's really easy to be highly destructive um, and really hard to be neutrally destructive in the defensive sense. Now, a, a defense, just literally think about offense. Defensiveness is literally just putting up a shield, a a fence, something to stop whatever's from outside um, from harming you or from harming, you know, whatever you're trying to protect. You know, there's someone being harmed here and that is someone being threatened or harmed and you're worried about, you know, it going further. That's when you're angry or it just happened and you want to, and you want to stop it from happening anymore. So, um, so trying to find that balance is going to take a lot of practice. And I'm not talking meditation because meditation won't cut it. Um, at least not your normal, you know, focus on your inside self. That's not going to cut it. 
um, what is going to cut it is going to be physically and and with your whole body finding ways to move um and again this is going to be on all levels but it's still going to be a physical thing because it is a physical process anger is you know primarily your physical body uh, reacting to something in a in a way that's trying to protect something it's trying to erect either a shield or a sword you know it's trying to do some kind of stopping something which at best is going to do a little bit of damage you know when it when something crashes into a fence or when it you know hits the shield it, it gets destroyed at least a little bit it gets harmed somewhat um, even if it's a rubber ball you know it deflects it bounces and has to go in a different direction um, so that's destructive in a, in a sense um, and of course if we're talking about a human being you know if you uh, if you want to stop somebody from harming someone else you know you you can either attack or you can defend now attacking them people a lot of times and this is so odd that people think a defensive thing is is attacking and i i'm like no they're, they're very different things they're two very different movements um and results uh if you put the shield up if you're defending yourself then that you're not actively causing any harm um and now this is actually the freeze response or at least the flight response or something like that which is it was closer to that. Um, but so that's what we're trying to move towards is the neutral as opposed to the aggressively harmful. Um, so it's not easy. None of these things are easy um, except the happiness people. They're pretty lucky. Like I said, they're pretty fortunate. Uh, stuff does come easy to them. You know, it's not 100%, you know, rainbows and unicorns and everything, but you know, it's a lot easier for them than, than most of us who are natural fight, flight, or freezers. So practicing this neutralizing, this defensive technique, as opposed to the offensive, which is going to be the natural um, response if you're not trained well. So identifying the anger and then working on some, and, and this is going to be true again at all levels, so you're going to do it in whatever levels or whatever environments and situations that are most likely to happen to you that happen to you you know commonly you know we're all in different environments and so the different kinds of problems and things that that harm us or threaten us that come up are going to be different so if you have fairly common ones you're going to work on those and you know this is sort of a de it's slight desensitization um, so you do get to step back to slightly in the moment, identifying the problem and saying, okay, there's, there's a threat here. There's a harm here. I'm worried about something getting hurt and I want to attack it, but stop for just a second. And the more we practice this in a simple environment, in a, in a very low stakes environment, which is again, why people do Aikido and things like that. It's training for a larger more dangerous environment where you know we don't have partners who are collaborative with us we have partners who are competitive with us and actually want to harm us back as opposed to in a practice situation where you know the, the stakes are very low the, the people we're we're uh, we're training with are not necessarily you know, they, they don't want to hurt us hopefully <laughs> uh, you don't want to train with somebody who really does want to hurt you 
that's the that's for the you know the real deal. Uh, you want to train with someone who doesn't want to hurt you and who wants to help you learn. So you get yourself into these practice situations uh, in whatever environment that that seems safe to you, and then practice doing a defensive technique, a shielding technique, where you're not actively harming anyone. They're just coming at you in some way. There's a problem coming at you, and you're able to just protect yourself or protect whatever is being threatened, and then just stay with it while having that force ready. That shield is ready. It's not gonna. It's not gonna attack someone. It's not gonna stab someone and kill somebody. That shield is just there. That fence is just there, protecting whoever's in, inside. You're gonna use, put all your forces into your shields, like in Star Trek. You know, instead of into your, uh, and then instead of into your phasers, and your photon torpedoes. You know, put all of your available energy into the shields to stop something. And that's how we deal with anger. Again, it's going to be on all different levels in all different situations. And, you know, and if you actually have um, for any of these, if you have any questions of your own personal details and stuff like that, do feel free to please do contact me. I mean, I'm not going to be 100 percent great at this, but I can definitely give you some suggestions over, you know, some ideas of where to look and who to ask and, you know, how you might go about um, working with any of these and getting some practice in on turning things around to be more effective and expressing yourself in a more effective way. So anger. To express anger, you identify it, and then you find a way to defend something, not attack something, but defend something so that something that is being threatened doesn't get threatened anymore, but you're also doing the least amount of damage to whatever is doing the threatening or harm. Okay, moving on to uh, flight. Flight is fear. It's just our pure expression of fear. I mean, all of these are fear-based. Fight, flight, and freeze are all because there's something you're afraid of happening. There's this, you know, some harm being done, something you're upset about. Uh, but we call, we call the flight fear instead of anger because that's just what we do. So when you're so afraid that you just want to get out of a situation, you just want to run away, not, not attack, not push something else away, and not freeze of just stopping, but actually just get out, just be gone, just go elsewhere in some way. Um, and again, I think this can be on all of these can be on all the levels. It can be physical, emotional, intellectual, you know, getting away from your school, getting away from your work, getting away from your friend or someone who's not a friend, getting away from uh, a religion, a philosophy, whatever, um, or just physically getting out of a space that seems dangerous. Um, getting away from a lion that wants to bite your head off or doesn't want to, but is likely to. <laughs> um, so this, so this, this flight fear is, um, it, it's probably the most useful in most situations of the negative experiences, the negative reactions, um, more so just because it, it avoids all of the other negative things that are likely to happen. It avoids harming anyone else, which of course nearly always has repercussions. I mean, that, that was the problem with the fight, uh, 
attacking versus being a shield that you know if you attack someone else they're even more likely to attack you back you know the, the more you push against someone the more they push back equal and opposite reactions in that sense uh, not 100 percent true i mean obviously some people think fighting works and just keep using it sometimes it does work which is why it's a, a real thing uh but at least the the flight avoids that whole problem of causing uh, of, of exacerbating the problem by <laughs> pissing something off you know uh if there's a lion there you know just this is leave <laughs> you know if you can get away from the lion you know if you have some sort of capacity to move faster than the lion does or to uh uh, or to just escape into another space, you know, close a door, whatever, uh, run through a door and, and get onto another side of something. Um, that's a little bit of a shield, but uh, you know what I'm saying, that, that, that leaving the space is the primary area, uh, the primary uh, function of this uh, flight. So, um, but what about if you're trying to, what about if something is important to you, if the environment you're in is, you know, it's your home, for example, or it's your spouse that you're, that you're scared of, or it's, um, you know, it's some piece of your, your work that you're passionate about that's just really giving, just really making you feel incredibly uncomfortable and you just feel the need to get out and stop being around this thing that's, that's upsetting you. So, um, there's some more subtle ways of doing this, but obviously, again, identifying this problem, um, I mean, you know, if, if, if it's anything other than something super emergency physical wise, uh, you know, there's a, <laughs> there's a meteor aimed for the spot that you're in, or there's a tornado coming or whatever, you know, then you just go ahead and get out, <laughs> go ahead and find some safer space, but beyond that anything more complex than that you want to um you want to identify what the problem is as well as you can i mean you may not be able to identify it um in any of these situations but flight might actually be the hardest one to identify because your instinct is to just avoid the situation entirely um, which makes it very very hard to identify at least with with anger, your instinct is to go towards something, so you might be able to learn a bit about it while you're going towards it, um, or you're you're less you're, you're not going to avoid it, so um, you have a little bit more motivation to to learn something about it, um, so you can identify it better. But the flight is it's really harder, the, the hardest to identify what the problem is in any good sense. Uh, but do your best, you know, we, we can all do our best and focus a little bit on doing something in a comfortable situation, looking to identify the sort of things that trigger us, um, that, you know, that we don't think are that useful to be triggered by. Again, you know, a, a tornado, yes, go, trig be triggered by the fear of a tornado and get out of the way. Um, but in the situations where when there is a problem that we feel like we're not dealing well with and that has gone badly in the past when we did run away from it um or that we think might have gone badly you know because you never know i mean if you've just run away from everything in your life then you don't know what you're missing uh, so that's that's like i said the the flight is probably the hardest to learn and overcome on your own so that might be one where you where you do seek out some help um, from others especially the people that you do feel comfortable with obviously and uh and having them help you identify 
what the problem might be, you know, what they think you're running away from and why. Um, so identifying it as best as you can and looking to, again, desensitize just slightly yourself so that you can look at it in a little more rational way. Um, but, but then practice staying with it. Now, this is where meditation probably helps the most. Uh, the traditional sort of uh, mindfulness and focused meditation can help the most where you can focus on something but with a letting go mindset or a letting flow mindset where you respect the emotions that you're having but you don't necessarily act on them. You can't really do this with anger so well. I mean you can do it with very tiny amounts of anger um, but that's that's where it takes a lot of practice but you can definitely uh, find some value in very traditional you know common uh, meditative mindfulness awareness of identifying the problem in a, in a very superficial um, and I don't mean superficial in a bad way I mean superficial in a very practical sensory sense okay this feels bad I feel bad in this way my body is feeling this um, you know, my heart is racing, my, my, uh, I, I'm not able to think so rationally. I mean, obviously, if you're stepping back, you're trying to think rationally a little bit, but you're, you're stepping outside of yourself and looking at the, you know, the immediate environment and the immediate environment inside yourself and outside yourself. So you're looking at the, the superficial bit in the, you know, in a healthy way uh, just identifying things you know what do I see what am I experiencing what is this like and then accepting that and and realizing that that is the reality um, yes you might want to change it in the future but right now this is the reality this is what I feel um, and start to be comfortable with it just a little again we're going to move into the freeze mode this is this is where we're we're trying to move everyone up a little bit um through the there's a diagram um, that I will link to this podcast on my on my blog which is called the stages of grief are loopy um, which is also the stages of learning um, and there's a loopy process where you know it's it's not linear but it's it goes through the same process um, it's loopy but a line it's a loopy line so we're trying to move everybody at least one step up to the next one um where they can feel that it's it's a little challenging to get there but that's a little healthier okay so expressing the fear you identify your fear in as best a way as you can using whatever help you can um, external help or meditation or whatever works for you whatever you can experiment with and find again in a very safe situation on a very low uh low fear-based you know situation where you know it's not too challenging and you feel mildly comfortable with it you know nothing really bad is going to happen but it's something that makes you feel a little uncomfortable and working with that and just trying to feel a little more comfortable with it enough so that you can think rationally uh take in some more information ask some questions that sort of thing so that you might be able to get to a state where uh where you don't feel the need to run where you can actually just be there not acting but not you know not acting in any way just just being there with it just sitting with that that problem 
and your experience of it and being okay with that. Um, so that's how you express fear. That's how you express the avoidance um, flight response in a healthy way um, when it's otherwise problematic. Again, all of these things, you know, there are, there are situations for all of these fight, flight, freeze and happiness, of course, um, situations where doing, you know, stomping your feet, clapping your hands, doing whatever <laughs> that song says, um, just pure expressing yourself is totally necessary and good. Um, that's why I'm saying that, that all of these things exist because they're beneficial uh, to our species, to our, us as individuals, that these things actually work in different situations. Each one of these works for a different situation. Um, but we, because of our personality, because of our brain structure, we tend to respond in the same basic pattern to all problems and not all problems can be solved in the same way. So when it works, it works and it's fine and just, just go for it. Um, but when it doesn't work, that's when we need to identify that it's causing a problem in our lives. And when it's not fitting the situation when we're, when, when what we're doing is making things worse for us and everyone around us, that's when we want to step back and try to move ourselves into a, a slightly different response. Okay. So flight and flight, flight and flight we just did. And now we move into freeze, which is, that's me. I'm really good at it. And uh, <laughs> it's actually pretty easy to deal with freeze. Freeze is the second easiest thing to deal with. Um, all you really need to do is respect the fact that you're freezing. Just don't repress it. Don't say, oh, you're depressed. You shouldn't be depressed. Go take some drugs. Or, oh, you're depressed. You shouldn't be depressed. Just don't be depressed. It's like, no, you're depressed be depressed. It's okay. Be that way. That is not a negative thing in general. That the response of, of just freezing, of just stopping and saying, okay, what, all that just happened did not work. All that just happened did not go well. I'm just going to pause and I'm going to just take in the information. I'm going to wait and see if there's something better. That's all freeze is. That's all depression is if you respect it. There's nothing wrong with depression that a little reframing <laughs> doesn't cure. Um, if you want to sit in bed, sit in bed. Let your body relax. Let your body chill out. Your, your brain open back up and turn back on the higher functions. That's what freeze is. It's the transition between reacting to a, a fear reacting to something that's uh that's you know threatening and harmful it's that distance you know it's that transition from the reaction to actually being okay so depression is actually a very healthy thing it's it's an incredibly healthy thing that's, i love it um <laughs> i'm so proud of the fact that i'm depressive <laughs> um but you know, obviously when it goes bad is when it's repressed and when you just wallow in it and the world, the world doesn't give you anything new, doesn't give you any new experiences, which is why depression, the, I mean, you want to respect the fact that your body needs to stop, but you also 
need to be an environment where you can get some new energy. Because if you just totally shut yourself off, um, or if your environment totally shuts you, shuts you off and totally fails to give you anything positive, uh, then you're going to be dead. You're going to be suicidal either or, or die of, you know, whatever starvation, um, you know, whatever, if your environment is not giving you what you need, you are in some way going to not exist anymore. Um, whether that's, whether that's going to be a self-inflicted quick and quick and semi-painless, hopefully death, or whether it's going to be a slow death of, of, you know, starvation and, and loneliness and whatever, um, heartbreak, whatever, that your environment just is not giving you anything you need. Um, so there's a slight bit of what you need to do to express your depression, which is to A, identify it, and then to express it, to say, I need, I need to be in a space that is safe right now. I need to be in a space that is comfortable and that is giving me my basic needs just enough so that I can recover and I can think about things and I can recenter myself in my goals and my desires and reconnect with the reality and process what happened. I need this. And whether that means you try to get yourself there yourself, you know, you crawl out of a hole and, or into a hole or whatever, you crawl into a space, out of a dangerous space and into a safer space, um, you know, hibernate. That's what bears do. If bears can do it, it's okay for you too. Even the, even the biggest, you know, scariest looking creatures in the whatever jungle. I'm not sure there are bears in jungles. There might be, but I'm not actually aware of bears in jungles. Bears are usually in, like, other places, forests, <laughs> you know, plains and whatever. I don't know. But anyway, okay, so, you know, the, so one of the biggest, scariest, you know, least intimidating, or most intimidating, least intimidated <laughs> beings on the planet, you know, they can hibernate. Uh, so it's okay for you to do so as well. And then you crawl in a little hole and just get out of the world. For a little while. Um, so that's the only thing that, that freezers really need to focus on is that is identifying that that you know we need this space, we need this time and we need this space and it's okay. And then trying to find a way to get into that space. That's the only effort we really need to put into it. And once we're there, um, as long as we're getting our needs met from our environment, which is not something we can really control, side of trying to change our environment um we do the best we can with what we've got but you know our environment our we, we all live on the planet except for the few people who live just slightly above the planet and even are you know pretty much attached to the planet um so we're pretty much all in the same boat so we can't change that but we can move a little bit around we have some freedom of movement um, in some sense so that's all of them we go back to happiness once, once you've allowed yourself to go through all of these stages, no matter what your normal personality is, um, you can go through these stages and you do go through these stages all the time. This is the stages of grief, the stages of learning. They're, it's all the same stages. We tend, you know, we have a personality that sits ourselves naturally in one of these, 
but we do go through all of them on smaller levels on a fractal level you know on a daily monthly and even sometimes yearly basis we we are more of one than another um, we can move through all of them so um, once we've moved through all of these and we you know, given ourselves just a slight bit of push, given ourselves a little bit of practice and a little bit of understanding and identification of, you know, what's going on. We look at ourselves a little more carefully and we give ourselves a little bit more encouragement to do something in a way that's more effective for everyone that will work for us as well as the environment and that will, you know, get us more of what we want. Um, the more we move through these stages, starting with anger and moving to flight and then moving to freeze and then moving to happiness and the, the joyful, creative problem solving that happiness gives us, we can express ourselves in much, much more effective ways if we do these things. So uh, that was probably a little bit longer than I had hoped it would be, but that was very thorough, I think. And it's still under an hour. Look at that. 52 minutes or so. All right. Well, I will leave you th with that. And um, my brief uh, usual ending is you can contact me at my email, which is thewiseturtle, T-H-E-W-I-S-E-T-U-R-T-L-E, at gmail, G-M-A-I-L dot com. It's my email. You can also find my email on my blog uh, website, which is and you can find all of my podcasts there and other posts. Um, I mostly post only podcasts there, but, you know, once in a while I put something up just as a regular blog. Um, there's also a video, a couple of videos um, that you may find sneakily linked here and there uh, on my blog. Um, or you may not. <laughs> I don't even know if they're there. Um, if you're interested in anything, you can always just email me. Um, but if you go to my blog... It's at Turl, T-U-R-I-L, that is my first name, my real name, Turl, T-U-R-I-L dot org, as in organization, as in nonprofit. Um, I am a nonprofit human being. I'm not an organization, but <laughs> that's just the, that's just how the, the, the little addresses worked. So um, Turl dot org will get you to my blog with all these podcasts if you want to if you found me some other way and want to get back there or uh, just want to send someone else there, then go there. And if you want to find me on Reddit, where I do a lot of random all kinds of stuff and some philosophy and some other stuff, uh, you can just find everything I post by going to uh, reddit, R-E-D-D-I-T dot com slash user, U-S-E-R slash turl. T-U-R-I-L. You'll find um, all of my posts or all of my comments and posts are on that sort of landing page. And then if you want to look for my for more philosophical stuff on the right hand side on a regular browser, there's a list of communities that I moderate uh, that I own, whatever you want to call it. I don't actually moderate them really, um, except to help people who, uh, okay, I, I do say okay to getting rid of total spam, which is ad pure advertisement that's totally unrelated to my community. Uh, but other than that, I mostly just help people. I support people instead of kicking people out. So my communities that I have there that are philosophy-based, for the most part, that I do use on occasion, are the holistic, starting with a W as in whole, holistic enchilada is one community, and there is also the... Um, uh, <laughs> I always get this wrong. <laughs> the examined life, as in Socrates 
saying the unexamined life is not worth living. Well, I want to make a community for people who uh, want to examine their lives. So the examined life uh, is the community where hopefully we're, it's worth living. We talk about that kind of stuff. Uh, it's mostly about asking questions, although it hasn't been used in a while. Um, and you're very much welcome to post on either of those. Uh, nobody so far has posted on Holistic Angelata, but uh, please do so. Uh, it's a community for everyone. So if you want to, go for it. Um, and uh, I guess that's it. I, I I would love to be streaming on Twitch. Um, I hang out on Twitch with a couple of streamers who I just oh, adore and appreciate very much, especially one of them, um, but both of them. Um, I'm just sort of getting to know this other one but um i spend a lot of time watching twitch and i've tried to do a little streaming but my setup right now my living situation is is always challenging um has been for a long time so um uh that hasn't really happened very much but i may so if you want to go to twitch uh, just look for turl kronberg um as a user do a search for me t-u-r-i-l-c-r-o-n B-U-R-G. Um, and you can also find a link in my podcasts uh, on my blog to that, usually. The recent ones, anyway. Um, okay, I will leave you with that, and I will say namaste. I wish you well in finding ways to identify your emotions and to express them in ways that fit better with your environment so that you can be more successful and so can everyone else. Bye!